Well, 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 we have good news to start the show today. It is Fat Pile Friday, hashtag FPF. And uh, remember way back three weeks ago when Chrissy Teigen said she was officially leaving Twitter for every, forever. Remember? Remember because she just couldn't do it anymore. Well... That was three weeks ago. How old were you three weeks ago? You can't even remember. She just announced that, uh, you know, it turns out it feels terrible to be off of Twitter. And I just, look, I just want to be part of Twitter again. Okay. I just, it feels terrible to no longer enjoy belly chuckles randomly throughout the day. I lost friends. You know, I choose to take the bad with the good. So good, good. So, I mean, I'm not one of her 1.5 million followers, but many of them welcomed her back and missed her commentary. And man, when I saw that she came back to Twitter I almost followed her. That's how excited I was. And then I thought, well, no, that's okay. There'll be enough people retweeting her gobbledygook that I'll be able to enjoy her her great tweets and her commentary, even though I don't follow her. But welcome back, Chrissy. Welcome back. I know three weeks Feels like forever, (laughs) doesn't it? Yes, it does. But no more. No more because Chrissy Teigen is back. And this time, well, she's not pissed. She's excited. Share her commentary with us. Right? Right, 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 right. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. You know, it's been almost three weeks, maybe four, since we first started hearing the news that uh, J-Lo and A-Rod were not together anymore. The engagement was off. But they said, uh, no, um, we're working on our relationship. Really? And then they were conveniently, you know, caught smooching by the cameras. Well, gosh darn it. You know what? They are. They are breaking up. What? I know. They confirmed. Yeah, we're breaking up. We've realized we are better as friends and look forward to remaining so. (laughs) We're going to continue to work together and support each other on our shared businesses and projects. We wish the best for each other and each other's children's. Do ya? Now, I know that they you know, asked for privacy for the sake of their children. (laughs) What? Are you kidding me? Two of the most visible people in the world ask for privacy. Oh, okay. You know, on behalf of your children. Of course. Yeah. You know, never mind that I take social media posts with my daughter singing and dancing all the time. But I want privacy for them now. Oh, okay. Sure, J-Lo. You want that privacy until you need some more promotion? We got it, baby. We got it. 
I love what started this too. At the start of the year, remember uh, Southern Charm star Madison Lacroix. Uh, they were uh, said to be having. She was said to be having an affair with a Rod, and they said, "Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, not an affair. Did I say an affair? No, I meant an inappropriate relationship." And uh, Lacroix admitted to FaceTiming with Rodriguez, but denied anything beyond the calls. He's never physically cheated on his fiance with me. I don't want anything bad for his family or for mine. We are definitely innocent in this. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. No problem. We believe you. All right, let's get back to, you know, kind of real life anyway. Uh, yesterday, Derek Chauvin, in his uh, The Trial that's taking place, invoked his Fifth Amendment right and chose not to take the stand. Duh. But that actually ended the testimony for his murder trial. So, um, I mean, it was a busy week. This week, the uh, former medical examiner said exhaust fumes from the police car and Floyd's heart condition and drug use played a role in his death. Well, yeah, but I don't think that still... Anyway, I'll stop for just a second. It goes on and it talks about uh, he said that uh, Chauvin kneeling on the neck for about nine minutes didn't injure Floyd. All right, really. But last week, we had the expert witness for the prosecution who testified that any healthy person would have died when subjected to what Mr. Floyd was subjected to. I think a reasonable human being believes that, that any healthy person, uh, and, and, and that might not be true, but I think we believe it, right? And, and we, we would like to believe that, uh, you know, it was, uh, of course, it's impossible to say how much the exhaust fumes and the heart condition and the drug use played a role. We know that it did, but most importantly, uh, the kneeling on his neck played the huge role, right? So, I mean, let's uh, we, the, let's be honest, but. We also said, you know, that, uh, uh, you know, it was just the whole thing is just really, really bad. But Officer Chauvin, former Officer Chauvin, I mean, we all wanted to just shake him and say, get off of him. What are you doing? I, I know we've been down this road. It just drives me insane to think that, you know, we have to go through the motions. I don't know why we're going through the motions. Let's just put him in town square and be done with it. Anyway, um, both sides are scheduled to deliver closing arguments on Monday, and then the jurors get it. They go to deliberation, which they can take as long as they want. And this is where they will be uh, kept in uh, seclusion. They are not. They won't leave until the verdict is found, and the verdict must be unanimous. So if it's not unanimous the judge could call a mistrial <laughs> we could go through the whole stupid thing again i mean i think a mistrial would be just as bad now in minneapolis as a innocent or not guilty verdict right i think we're still going to do some serious damage when he's guilty when they find him guilty and they will 
Um, you know, then we only burned down a couple of stores in celebration. But, uh, I mean, I know the city is ramping up security uh, amid concerns. You know, they ought to have concerns. But uh, the decision might not take that long, right? The jury, get, the jury gets it on Monday uh, after closing arguments. And then, uh, you know, they go sit down they have a little lunch. Maybe they talk it out a little bit. And then they order dinner. And then they come back. And the judge says, ooh, no, it's getting kind of late. Why don't you come back tomorrow morning? Go to bed. We'll send you the hotel. <laughs> we'll send you the hotel. No problem. You get a night at the hotel, and then you'll get a nice big breakfast tomorrow morning. So you'll have lunch, dinner, and breakfast. Maybe that's just me thinking. And uh, then we'll come back, and we'll do it. You know, we'll have primetime verdict reading on TV Tuesday morning. How about that? What do you think? You think that's going to happen? Probably pretty close. I bet you we're we're done by we're done by Wednesday latest. There's no way this jury deliberates for more than forty eight hours. No way, no way. That's a that's a you can take that to the bank on chewing the fat, fat pile Friday, FPF. That's an FPF guarantee. No more than forty eight hours of deliberation from this jury in Minneapolis. Okay, ding. So earlier this week, we had the death of Bernie Madoff, who uh, died in prison. And I was just kind of pondering, well, Ruth, I mean, I, I remember reading that she was doing okay or what happened to her, the wife of Bernie. And uh, so I did a little uh, digging around a little bit to see, <laughs> just to see how Ruth was doing, you know, and what happened. So... She never. She didn't face any charges or anything when Bernie was sentenced, and he, you know, admitted to it all, and he said he did it all. He took the heat for everything, although uh, the brother took a little bit of heat from him. So uh, his assets were valued. Bernie's assets in two thousand eight were valued at eight hundred and twenty-three million dollars. So a good chunk of their money was in real estate with homes in Manhattan, Montauk, Palm. Palm Beach, France. Yeah, I mean, hello, Montucket, I guess it is. Yes. Duh. And uh, which was like 22 million bucks. Eh, I mean, it's not that big of places. They had a yacht, four boats, valued at 9.3 million. And Ruth had a personal jewelry collection that was worth $2.6 million. So I was wondering, you know, after all of this, what kind of trailer park she was living in. And, um, so they, I guess she's living in Connecticut now and she was allowed to keep two and a half million dollars of their assets when it all, after the dust settled, everything was done. She got two and a half million. Now she's living in a waterfront mansion in Connecticut, a $3.8 million waterfront mansion in Connecticut with a former daughter-in-law's family. And she drives a Toyota Prius, and she's known to keep to herself. So the uh, globe-trotting, yacht-owning, diamond-wearing Miss Madoff, uh, Ruth, has been, uh, you know, living the quiet life in Connecticut. She's 79 now. I mean, that's pretty good, right? I mean, she may look when you don't have the yacht to go to, you don't have the house in France. And you're not, uh, you know, you're not living up on the 80th floor in Manhattan. 
looking down on all the those people you uh you're doing all right you're living in connecticut you had a couple million in the bank you had a couple million assets you're living in a you know multi-million dollar house and you're driving a nice little prius which i find funny and she drives a toyota prius well, i mean oh you know she has a nice little car gets her around town right if she has to go if she has to drive somewhere she's got a nice little car she can take around uh and you know she's doing okay so she's doing okay it's not the you know billion dollar lifestyle that she had but she's doing okay and i would be very surprised and i know this was uh you know hypothesized when bernie you know finally uh you know finally got when when they find out found out bernie made off with all of that money (laughs) get it anyway that she didn't know right i mean you have you pretty much have to go out of your way not to know it's almost like a gangster's wife right a mobster's wife you know but you don't because that's something you don't want to know right i know i like going to france and i like being on the yacht so i don't want to really know he does investments it's just investments okay all right no problem ruth take care love you too So earlier this week, we talked about Elon Musk and his new algorithm, you know, at Neuralink, the Neuralink algorithm that they had put the Neuralink into a monkey's brain. And it was, they put two of them into this uh, macaque's brain and they had him play Pong. And they showed, I I did this on Chewing the Fat during Pat Gray Unleashed and we showed the video and it's fascinating. So they gave the monkey a joystick. You can write your own jokes with that. And the screen where he was playing Pong. And the uh, banana smoothie. So every time he did something right, he got the smoothie. You know, we all want to do well to get a banana smoothie. I get it. But what they did was, is then then the algorithm studies how he was playing and you know sees what his how his brain reacts to playing with the joystick then they disconnect the joystick now he's playing pong with his mind and the algorithm is reading what his mind wants the pong screen to do and it does it now for the first part of it the monkey is still using the joystick even though it's disconnected and then he realizes hey I don't even need to be using this. And so they just take the joystick away and he's playing mind pong with his mind. And that's, I mean, it's really, really fascinating. And I know that Neuralink is working on, uh, you know, doing this for humans that can help them, you know, who have brain issues and, you know, you get that implanted. So, you know, it will you know you'll be able to do things that you wouldn't normally do i know i know it's really cool and the potential is amazing right i mean i don't know they try to downplay it with uh i don't know if this is going to be peer reviewed by scientists oh okay fine i don't know if it's going to be peer reviewed either we've watched it happen live in front of us as uh you know we see the neurons and the Neuralink and the app work i don't know if it needs to be you know <laughs> peer reviewed anyway um 
really really cool and look if it helps paralyzed people or you know eventually helps people that have other brain issues and it can get you out of that great if it will be you know if it will help paraplegics if it will help any brain issues to have the humans be better good let's do it and then i see where scientists have created embryos made of both human and monkey cells in search for transplant organs now it's really funny they're not creating you know this special breed of monkey and i know originally we all think well we've seen that movie (laughs) and all that movie works out but what they're doing is one of the major problems in medicine is organ transplantation right so they've decided with the gene expression laboratory of the salk institute for biological sciences duh and the demand is much higher than the supply so for the first time u.s and chinese scientists have created embryos that are part human and part monkey in an effort to find new ways to produce organs for transplants okay good i'm all for it but all i could think of during the whole whole time as i'm reading this story and i'm watching the Neuralink macaque play his mind pong all i'm thinking of is from the movie rampage and the rock is fighting these these animals and one of them is a wolf you know with with the giant ape and the wolf is in the middle of a fight with the rock in this movie rampage and you hear of course the wolf flies of course the wolf flies now i'm not saying that it's going to happen because of this i am saying of course the wolf flies all right let's go to the break room i need something desperately he thought i was gonna tell you something about how good that drink was didn't you yeah well no but i will say i might need another sip Mm. so google earth just released this google earth time lapse and it's really cool but how it's being promoted is this if you weren't stressed out enough about climate change well what about those of us that aren't really stressed out about climate change so it's got 24 million satellite photos compiled into an interactive 4d experience it's uh, according to this story because they are stressed out about climate change it's one of the clearest visuals yet of how our planet has changed over the past four decades wait what the earth changes no stop it yeah uh some animals are born other animals die (laughs) right humans adapt to things that change on the earth it's just amazing so users can toggle from the uh devastation from the australian wildfires to the rapid growth of san francisco on the same screen 
They didn't create this just to hurt you. The company wanted to build a tool for governments, researchers, journalists, and teachers to witness the rapid environmental change in the past half century. Well, good, because that way, as humans, we'll be able to evolve and do things to help it. We don't have to just stop doing everything and go back to caveman days. It's just amazing. Now, Google has partnered with NASA and the U.S. Geological Survey's Landsat program to collect these images from 1984 to 2020 of every location on Earth. That alone kind of scares me. But, I mean, we've allowed it to happen, and, you know, I enjoy looking at the pictures, so good. I will say that the last time I looked at Google Earth, at my a house that i used to live in a long time ago it hadn't been updated yet so it still had my car in the driveway a car that we didn't own anymore by the way so uh it's not quite up to date but it's getting there it's getting there with uh you know live live feed and um the project took two million processing hours across thousands of machines but stuck to its green commitment and used 100% renewable energy. Oh, good. That is so special. So that makes me feel better because I'm really stressed out about climate change. So have fun this weekend looking at uh, Google Earth time lapse be fun i actually you know looking forward to it because it'd be kind of cool to go around the world and look at the time lapse and see the changes from 84 to 2020 i mean we see it every day right i mean there was a time i just just one point the first thing that pops into my mind is um uh when when, when i was living in florida and i used to drive i used to live in uh just outside of st petersburg a greater you know tampa bay area in a, a community uh called seminole just a separate you know entity suburb of st petersburg tampa but i used to drive up to spring hill it was about an hour and a half drive north of seminole florida and you'd reach a certain point between uh my place in seminole florida or st petersburg florida and spring hill about halfway up then you got into nothing. You still got into old farmland and old cattle land and old water land and just, you know, old Florida land. And throughout those years from about 80, yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember the years, but it took it within the difference of about 10 years. All of that was built up. And now, I mean, we see it here in Texas and there, if there's a sliver of land that a building can be built on, it's being built on. All right. So it's going to be interesting to see the time lapse from 84 to 2020 to see, you know, all these locations on the earth. But it won't concern me. The whole little climate change thing. Yeah, that's not going to that's not going to really bother me. But maybe that's just me. So while I've got you here, just let me remind you that if you are listening to this broadcast right now, this broadcast, this show right now. And you are not a subscriber to this broadcast, this show, this program, this podcast, Chewing the Fat. You need to become one. All right, I'm just going to be nice and ask you nicely, please become a subscriber to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. If you're listening now and you're not one, you need to become one. 
So you can subscribe on the platform that you're listening to the show on now, or you can choose one. There's a plethora of platforms available for you to subscribe to this show on. Everything like such as iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, just to name a few. But there's plenty more. As I said, there's a plethora of them. But you need to subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you may as well subscribe to my YouTube channel. Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher goes by the same name. And you might as well follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook, Instagram, Parlor, Jeff Fisher Radio. Okay? <laughs> okay, good. Good, good, good. For those of you listening, whether you're a subscriber or not, today, live, 416 2021 Okay. Tomorrow, the 17th, is the funeral. Can't even say the word. I'm so sad. The funeral of Prince Philip. So, I know. It's bad they've had wall-to-wall coverage for a week now of this guy's death. I mean, I'm sorry he died. And he was 99. He lived a tremendous life. But wall-to-wall coverage. And I see where the BBC said that it received 109,741 complaints over its wall-to-wall coverage of Prince Philip's death. (laughs) I mean, even the viewers of the BBC are like, okay, uh, sorry the man died, but you're killing me too. So I guess that now makes it the most complained about programming decision in the company's 98-year history. So they haven't even been around as long as he was around. And they've got, uh, you know, I mean, they were close. They were neck and neck. I mean, they were born right after he was born. And uh, the most complained about program decision. That's awesome. I mean, even the people predominantly in the United Kingdom, but... You know, BBC is worldwide, right? So, uh, you know, they're just complaining like, hey, what do you think? Maybe we take a little bit of a break. But we're going to, you know, have wall-to-wall coverage throughout the funeral. You know that, right? I mean, it's already going to happen. So it's going to be a ceremonial royal funeral rather than a state funeral. That's what what he wanted. And it's going to be scaled back, though, because of COVID-19 restrictions, right? Come on now. I thought uh, I thought that uh, the UK just eased lockdowns and non-essential stores and pubs could open up, but we still have all this restrictions going on uh, with COVID-19. So there's going to be no public access, no public procession, and the funeral will take place entirely within the grounds of Windsor Castle. The services will begin with the National Minute of Silence, at the royal, at the end of the service, Philip will be interred in the chapel's royal vault. Only 30 mourners are permitted because of the COVID-19 rules. Wow. I mean, that's right. That's because, uh, what's his face? Boris said he wasn't going to go so he could leave his chair to someone else uh, with the, of the family to go. So you get the queen, all senior royals, including the Duke's grandchildren and their wives and members of Prince Philip's family, including a Bernard, the uh, hereditary Prince of Baden, and Prince Philip of Hohenlo-Langenberg. 
Members of the royal family will be wearing a morning coat with medals or a day dress. The congregation will adhere to national coronavirus guidelines and wear masks for the 50-minute service. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. You're going to have a small choir of four. We'll sing pieces of music chosen by the prince before his death. And there will be no congressional singing or congregational singing. Wow. The queen is going to be seated alone during the service. She's not even going to let anybody sit with her. Wow. And Prince Harry has been over there almost all week. And according to reports, they stuffed him over at Frogmore College (laughs) at the Frogmore Cottage. And uh, it could have been the Frogmore College, too, for all they care. And just that's where he's been. Uh, The queen's been doing a couple of things. But uh, according to the stories, uh, Harry's just been sitting there twiddling his thumbs. Thanks for coming. (laughs) <laughs> we appreciate it but we got things to do remember we'll we're still part of the royal family you wanted to drop us all and said bad things about us on worldwide television so take care wow that's really that's really interesting so they may have actually ruined the chances of harry coming back with this tail between his legs I mean, the queen and his and his dad, if they just say, hey, Harry, go back to Megan with your two kids and, uh, you know, take care. Sorry she couldn't come with, the, with Archie and the new baby. But, uh, you know, thanks for coming to Grandpa's funeral. Bye. Did you, let's talk about social media for just a little bit, shall we? I saw where Mike Lindell is going to start his social media platform. His big launch is coming on Monday. Today is Friday. Those of you that are listening live, Friday the 16th of 2021. And he's going to start his free social media platform, Frank. That's the social media platform called Frank. And he posted a little two-minute video about Frank, which I'm going to play for you. And I, you know, I just want you to realize what's happening with the other social media platforms. Uh, you know, Twitter censors criticism of the BLM founder and her, uh, you know, four million dollar home that she purchased. Uh, you know, I know Facebook uh, also um, uh, decided that you know you can't really share that story about that. Wait, why not? Well, it goes against community standards. Uh, Yeah, you know, that's just the way it is here on Facebook. The Facebook also has their oversight board that's going to start removing posts flagged by users. Oh, so if someone just, you know, happens to complain, we take them at their word. No problem. Well, maybe the oversight board will oversee but I wonder who's going to complain against whom. Huh. Twitter banned Project Veritas. Uh, Ver- Ver- I can't even speak today. Twitter bans Project Veritas founder James O'Keefe. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it against the uh, CNN disclosures. Eh, yeah, that's fine. And they're also, uh, Twitter, also taking a closer look at its own algorithms in a bid to reduce bias <laughs> yeah okay yeah i'm sure that's what they're gonna do 
right. According to them, they claim that their image preview cropping tool was automatically favoring white faces. I mean, okay. So I, I'm, I, I'm confused. So now does it have to automatically favor black faces? Because I don't know, still, I know things are changing, but uh, white people are still the predominant race in the U.S. But, you know, I get it. Sorry. It's just the way it goes. I know. I know. I know. It's no longer. You can, uh, we can, everything cannot be said against any, anyone unless they're white. If you're a white guy, forget it. You are. There's open season on you. Open freaking season. But if you're any other race, religion, creed, animal, whatever you are, you can't say bad things about anymore. Just it's incredible times. But I wanted to talk a little bit about I wanted you to hear the video from Mike Lindell as he explains what Frank, the voice of free speech, is going to be according to him and it's a little sales pitch ad on his uh frankspeech.com website it's interesting how he explains uh what free speech is and what's going to be allowed on frank the voice of free speech because you'd think that he would allow you know everything but no that's not the case hello everyone um, welcome to FrankSpeech.com. Hello. Uh, this Mike. is going to be a platform like no other. It's got it's nice. kind of like a YouTube Twitter combination. We've nice. worked on it four years. I've spent over the last four weeks. I've spent millions of dollars making it the the most secure. We're going to be able to handle the capacity. Your infer your everything's going to be the most secure. We're not going to be able to. We're going to be attacked. But I have my own <laughs> servers. And everything. We're not going to be worried about Amazon taking it down or YouTube or Google or Apple. And yeah. We're going to get our voice of free speech out there. Right now, if you if you sign up right now or just put your get your name on here, get signed up for okay. early VIP viewing. You're okay. going to have exclusive viewing Thursday night at midnight. And so put your phone nice. number in now. It's already started. Get Darn it. i got to put my stuff in there. You'll be, you'll be alerted, a text message alert to where... You can get on at midnight, and then on Monday morning at 9 a.m., we're going to have the biggest launch. It's going to be a two-day Frankathon. I'm going to be on there live all day long and uh, for the two days. And what we're going to do, we're going to be, you're going to have all your influencers on there. You're going to have people that you, uh, people you haven't seen on there. They're going to be calling in. We're going to, this platform is like a YouTube, Twitter combination. You've never seen anything like it. You're going to love it. You're going to have your own your own like YouTube cha- channel, only that's your Twitter handle, okay. or Twitter, Wait, Twitter channel, Twitter. so to speak. Right. But okay. I'm just so excited. I just want everybody, it's going to be, all of the cancels were, of our First Amendment rights we're seeing going on right now. Right. Well, guess what? You're yeah. coming back. You're not going to have to nice. worry about what you're saying and what's going and what, uh, and you're worried about being able to speak out freely. Okay. And Good. I do want to say one thing. Oh, no. That we're... When you get in there on Thursday, when you get right. in there, look at our, I want you to look at our mission statement because we went okay. back and defined, and we fell from our founding fathers and the Supreme Court and stuff. 
Okay. What defines free speech? Okay, good. So you're not going to have to worry about people if they're on there. You're going to be a good I could say what I want, system, right? You don't, oh. you don't get to use the four swear words. You know that the c word, the n word, the f word, or God's name in vain. Oh. Uh, you can't have free speech is not pornography. Free speech isn't I'm going to kill you. Um, it's very well defined in our mission Wait, statement. It's, it's going to be an amazing platform. And I am so excited because of what's going it on is. right now, they're trying to take everything from us in our yeah. country, and we need to get our First Amendment. We need to exercise that and start speaking freely again. Thank you. God bless. Oh, no, thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. Okay, so there you have it. There's Mike Lindell with, uh, at, from uh, Frank speech.com f-r-a-n-k speech.com uh i will say that uh you know it sounds interesting it also sounds like man i hate to say this <laughs> but you know me all right here on chewing the fat i'm just gonna say it and we're just gonna move on okay um if i can't say the c word or the n word or the f word or god's name in vain I mean, is that free speech? I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay with it. I'm just, and pornography kind of is uh, free speech. But, you know, you can say what you want. You know, you could absolutely say what you want except for this. It's just, I mean, I get it. I get it. Don't look at me like that. I get it. But. I will say it is kind of strange, though, because I wrote down real fast as he was talking. <laughs> the C word, N word, F word, God's name in vain. Pornography. And, uh, you know, I went back as he was talking, finishing up, and I spelled the rest of the word, you know, C word out, and the rest of the N word out, and the rest of the F word out. And I felt really, it feels weird even writing the N word, let alone you know, looking at it and saying it out loud in my head. It's just really weird. But you can say whatever you want on frankspeech.com, you know, except for what I have on the on the list that you can't say. So it's the big launch. According to frank.com, uh, they send a limited amount of valid confirmation codes <laughs> to a single phone number. So if you tried more than this amount, what is the limited amount it doesn't is limited equal a certain amount i mean i'd like to know the exact number but uh you know please try again later and people living outside of the u.s will not be able to sign up using this form on frankspeech.com but but when it launches on monday you'll be able to sign up all right so there you have it you social media people that are mad at twitter and facebook and parlor and by Amazon is going after Parler again for something. Didn't we have, and wasn't the guy, the head guy from Parler on the Glenn Beck radio program? And he said that he had helped them out and he had turned some people in. I, I, I don't know what's happening with the Parler. That's a, that whole deal is just weird, but they should not have been attacked. We, I think we all know that they were on fire and really starting to make a dent. And when January 6th, you know, the siege uh, came, that really gave the uh, powers that be the opportunity to shut them down. And they did. But now we have frankspeech.com and it's free speech and you can say and do whatever you want. It's like a video, Twitter, YouTube kind of 
social media thing that's going to be incredible and you can say and do anything you want except for you know some stuff (laughs) (laughs) now i i went around in circles because i was nervous about and i really wasn't nervous i just you know i feel bad about saying what i'm gonna say if you are familiar with doing a certain drug let's say off the top of my head oh cocaine there are times and i've only been told this there are times when you are what they consider high on this drug all right your body is is the drug is making your body in a different state all right and you do a lot of talking and you talk about all kinds of stuff. You talk about the world. You talk about stuff that you want to do. You talk about this and talk about that. But it's really just high on that drug talk. Doesn't really mean anything when you wake up the next day. That is what that video by Mike Lindell sounded like to me. I'm loving it and I'm happy and I hope that it works out and I want it to work out and I want it to be huge for Mike and I've talked to Mike on this show before I believe that he believes what he talks about the guy is you know it's it's my pillow man mypillow.com I get it the guy believes in it and he's in his life he turned his life around and he's still you know you're not using God's name in vain and he doesn't want you to use a couple of bad swear words and bad meaning words in today's world I got it good fine you can you know you can live your life on a social media platform without saying the f word i you know you'll be okay (laughs) you'll be okay but it's just it's really really strange it was just a strange good luck to frankspeech.com that's all i'm saying good luck Okay, well, we can do a little uh, little COVID and a little polo- politics, uh, you know, maybe just some headlines, not the full stories, just some headlines so you know what's happening as we head into the weekend from chewing the fat. Uh, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, has identified nearly 6,000 cases of coronavirus developing in Americans who have been fully vaccinated oh that's not really good so it's not that much i mean it represents a 0.008 percent of the fully vaccinated population but there it is happening right we also have a study from tel aviv university finds that the south african variant of the virus that causes COVID-19 affects people vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine more than it impacts unvaccinated people. So if you had the Pfizer BioNTech vaccine, you're more possible to get the South African variant than you were if you didn't get the vaccine. But it's, you know, 5.4% 5.4% compared to 0.7% with the unvaccinated. You know, okay. I mean, the numbers are small, but it is happening. The Pfizer CEO says that a third COVID vaccine dose likely needed within 12 months. Oh, okay. 
I, I, I don't, don't know that that sounds great, or I don't know that I really like that idea, but at least that will handle some of the variants, right? That's I'm sure that's what they're what they're finding out because in 12 months we'll have a longer, better view of how people react, how it is reacting to the to the variant. Uh, it's just you know that's what's happening, right? Because we push this through so fast which we all wanted, which was a great thing because the underlying thing, uh, the underlying thought was that we're going to get this vaccine and then we can get back to normal. Nope. Not going to happen. They they are going to fight tooth and a nail, tooth and mask to not get us back to what we consider normal. Okay, just a couple of uh, political headlines. Uh, yesterday, uh, the United States announced new sanctions against Russia for hacking into several U.S. government agencies and meddling in the 2020 election. They say Russia hit 18,000 government and private computer users with a software virus, allowing spies to reportedly sift through and steal files from 250 federal agencies and companies including justice department state department treasury energy commerce departments all the while the kremlin kept busy trying to undermine the 2020 election in favor of former president trump really and boy that didn't work out did it i mean that's a crappy hacking job by russia so anyway 10 russian diplomats are getting kicked out sanctions are going up and russia has said no uh, that's not a good idea and we will retaliate so that's not good at all and uh, according to a rasmussen poll 62 percent don't think voter id laws discriminate huh so most of the uh high percentage 62 percent are fine with the voting laws the way they are and when you look at the the other inside inside the poll uh 51 of the voters believe it's likely that cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential electing <laughs> get out of here 35 percent say it's very likely cheating affected the election uh, duh and I mean, duh, you're dumb. And how dare you believe in something like that? Seventy-four <laughs> percent. We did. We covered some of this on the voters. It's just amazing that uh, that we found this. Uh, it was there. The polls are saying that it's. Uh, uh, they believe that uh, it's important to make it easier to vote. Sixty-one percent of Democrats say that, and fifteen percent of Republicans say that. And 34% of unaffiliated voters say that it's important to make it easier to vote. Among voters who say that it's very likely that cheating affected the 2020 election outcome, 92% say it's more important to prevent cheating than to make it easier to vote. Again, I use the term, duh. And just so you know how Kamala Harris is uh, doing as she, uh, you know, was tapped from the king president biden to take the uh, the border crisis under her wing uh the president of guatemala says uh, president biden's confusing border messaging was hijacked by smugglers 
and it allowed the cartels to ramp up their human smuggling operations. And the Guatemalan government said, uh, yeah, you know, you talked about that uh, security agreement that we made with the U.S. Yeah, there's no document that's been signed. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't know what the heck you're talking about, but I don't know. And don't forget, we're going to get out of Afghanistan by September 11th. Sure, President Trump had us out of there, I believe, by the end of next month already. So President Biden is jumping right on that bandwagon and deciding that, well, I can't do what President Trump said, but we're going to do it anyway by, you know, September 11th. And we'll make it into a big deal and we'll know that it was me who decided that, uh, you know, we're getting out of Afghanistan. Okay, no problem, President Biden. You got it. It is a good thing. That we're getting out of Afghanistan, though. I mean, Afghanistan is a nation killer. And uh, we need to be out of there ASAP. So I'll leave you with a couple of... Uh, I left you a little knowledge yesterday. On yesterday's uh, show. And I uh, might as well leave you a little knowledge today as well. Okay? Which country... Which country has the most time zones? All right? And if your answer was France, you would be correct. And you're thinking, wait, France? Yes, they have 12 time zones. I didn't realize this either. France has uh, overseas territories spread across the globe. Okay? Mainly from its colonial empire days, including Martinique in the Caribbean Sea and French Polynesia in the South Pacific. Russia has the most contiguous time zones with 10 across a single landmass. So if you said Russia, oh, you're still wrong because French is, I mean, France is the, has the most and that's just the way it is. Okay. They've got the most, the most time zones. So if you said anything other than France, you were wrong. Okay. <laughs> speaking of french uh the french uh, did you see where paris they're busting uh they're busting people for having secret restaurants <laughs> oh yeah sure they ever the world is loving the lockdowns they're loving them we had the secret bars and parties going on here in the u.s and in new york and probably still are and in many places that are still under the you know god-awful rule of the lockdowns but uh, apparently uh, the Paris elite are uh, in violation. They're going to restaurants that are secretly staffed. And they're not wearing masks. And they're just going to these restaurants for their clandestine meetings. <laughs> How dare they? How dare they? And I guess, according to this story... Some of the people who are participating in these dining extravaganzas are part of the government. (laughs) So, yeah, how about that? That's what I thought you'd say. Exactly. Exactly.